0: Welcome to the last podcast of Season 1. I'm Joe Welter, and today I'm here with Frank Pepe as usual, and we'll be talking about oddball jobs we had as teenagers and the stories that went along with them. How's it going, Frank? Hey, Joseph. What's going on? Oh, not too much. Thanks for coming by on a Sunday. Yeah, man. It's beautiful out. So I'm thinking today we can talk about teenage jobs that we had. Teenage jobs. Yeah. That works. So... Getting a job as a teenager, kind of in the years between freshman year in high school um, through college, uh, is always a fun topic. Some jobs were good jobs. Some jobs were horrible. Right. Uh, some have really good stories. Well, most of them sucked.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, every once in a while, you come across something that you say to
0: yourself, you know, that was kind of fun. Yeah. You know, so. So, freshman year for me uh... which would have been probably nineteen ninety four ninety five uh... i was lucky enough to get a job uh... which lasted all through high school and it was a summer job and it was to com- to clean computers for the school district okay uh... we used to kind of break down the computers bring them into the hallway uh... i would was kind of with a group of people that we used to kind of tell stories and just kind of chit chat all day uh, it's a real easy job Okay But you'd be amazed on how gross Those computers Cleaning be. computers Yeah Like keyboards right. uh, In the elementary school Filthy were, were, were full of food You had a yeah. So you worked for who? Like I worked you, for the school district Alright For the school district Yeah And uh, you know It was a fun job We had uh, You know Lunches that went Well over an hour Where we played basketball In the gym And it was during the summer No, oh, one, cool. no one was there That works Yeah it was fun uh, we got paid four fifteen dollars an hour uh, wow. and that was the minimum wage at the time. Wow. And it was a big deal when second year of this job happened and our wage went up to four eighty five an hour. <laughs> That's
1: huge. 75 cents more, man.
0: Yeah. And, you know, that was our, that was my summer job and it was easy. I didn't make a whole lot of money, uh, but because it was easy and I, sometimes I could just even walk to the school. Uh, it was it was a good job to have. So what did you do? It Like a couple of days a week or something? It was every day um, in, I want to say, mid-June or late June all the way through late August. So, like,
1: that sounds really cool. Yeah. My, my question is, mm-hmm. if there's no school in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And maybe this is because I've studied politics my whole life. Mm-hmm. But if there's no school in... Why do they have to be cleaned more than once or twice if nobody's using them?
0: Well, it's the whole year they're, they're getting dirty and full of gunk and food. Ah. And the summertime, you make it nice and fresh for the upcoming So when year. September comes, September comes those
1: computers are shining. Yes. All, right.
0: all those keyboards are nice and clean. I'm always
1: looking for an angle on things. Yeah, all, all the food has been taken out of
0: the keyboard. I mean <laughs> man, those elementary schools were <laughs> disgusting. I can imagine yeah. little kids at the sky. Disg- I have two boys, man. Those kids are little they need to be hosed down. <laughs> <laughs> so in the during the main year though, I didn't really have a job, uh, freshman year. And the only job that uh I got was uh, a winter snow plowing job, and this lasted one day. Ah. And this was me and my friend Tom signed up at the uh, local lawn maintenance company. We put our names in, and when it snowed, they were going to give us a call. Okay. And... One day it snowed in the winter, and they called us up and they said, You know, we have work tomorrow. You have to be at uh, Leisure Village, which is the old folks' community. Leisure in town. Village. Yeah. And what yeah, a name. I know. There's Leisure <laughs> Village, Leisure Glen, and Leisure Knoll. Uh, there's always a Glen, and there's yeah. always a Knoll. There yeah. you go. So it was three <laughs> villages. And we had to be there at 8 a.m., 8 and uh, 8 a.m. was a big deal because we weren't used to getting up before 12 (laughs) but we we were all excited and we were off from school and we're gonna go and uh shovel so uh we went up to leisure Glen and we got there we were young we were like you know 14 15 years old 14 and uh we weren't used to doing any type of manual labor and uh, the the group that was actually running the project, they were there were guys that were probably in their like early twenties. Um, they didn't really care a whole lot, and they smoked a lot of cigarettes, and they were probably drinking beer or right. something. They were like,
1: "We got fourteen year olds." Yeah, to Yeah, they the would drive
0: work. us around in this uh, like Tony Dan- Tony Danza style van, with nice, no heat. And then open the sliding door and be like, get out, go shovel those 10 houses, and then come back, and we'll meet you with the van, or we'll meet you up the street, and we'll keep driving you along in the village. Um, you know, after a few hours, I mean, we were kind of, me and Tom were pretty hungry and cold, and uh, there was no lunch coming on the horizon. It was a few more hours away. <laughs> I and mean, I remember looking at Tom and, and looking at the fence and wondering if we should make a run for it. What was the fence like? It was like it was just it just was a it, way. It, it, led was, it led to freedom.
1: Led to freedom.
0: It's like we were in prison, uh, and we were scared <laughs> to death of the people driving us around in this van because they were like maniacs. They were
1: probably like it, so. You like you say like ni- Maybe like nineteen twenty years yeah, old. They yeah. were probably loaded up, man. They were yeah. probably it's snowing out. It, they don't care.
0: Nah. We're doing all the work and they they just have a van that they sit in with the heat and yeah. they would just drive yeah. us from like right. part one part of the community to the other. Now, was you and Tom was there other people? There were there age? were a few others. Uh, not many, maybe like two or three other okay. other kids. We didn't know who they were. And uh, you know, then eventually one of the older guys came up to us and gave us like a tip okay. to get tips. So he said, pretty much when you get over to the front door make a lot of noise (laughs) rattle your shovel around hit the front door a little bit and sometimes they'll come out and they'll give you a dollar
1: the old people recognizing your yeah you have to let them know that you right because if not they're not going to hear you. i don't think
0: a lot of them were hearing very well so he he had to make a little racket um so we're we're doing this and and after like 10 houses one guy opened the door he gave me a dollar nice so like uh, that's cool um i know tom was in another part of the community and he was using the same tactic and uh, a guy invited him in and uh, gave him a potato uh and, a potato yeah and and tried to tell him that uh the potato if he ate the potato it's like having a full meal
1: uh, that, that that must have been a very old man
0: Yeah, I don't know But I know Tom stayed in that house a while Because it was warm And other people were, were picking up his slack And then he just kind of reappeared Like 20 minutes later Did he eat the potato? I don't know I I need, I need to ask him if he ate You should find out about that Also, I think that
1: fits well with Tom Yeah It just kind of works You know, like He seems like a guy who just offered a potato I don't know
0: Yeah, yeah so, uh, eventually, the, we kind of, like, sucked it up, made it to the end of the day, and uh, we never went back. They actually called us a few other times and that winter, like, nah. and uh, I came up with a lame excuse, like, right. oh, I'm, I'm leaving Helping. town right. or something wow. like that. Uh, and, and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think Tom did it. If he did... Were you paid a, at the end of the day? Yeah, we actually had to come back, like, at the end of the week, and, um, and then there was an envelope... With some money in there, and I think we got paid like six dollars an hour. All right, so you got paid. I mean,
1: they they probably waited for the the knoll and the leisure knoll, whatever it was yeah. called, to give them their pay, and then they gave you six dollars an hour. So,
0: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what I got paid. It was probably between fifty and sixty bucks for the whole day. Yeah, if, yeah well, let's. Yeah. You're fourteen. Fourteen. That's what right. you get. Right. But what about you? Did you have any jobs that you did uh, freshman year when you were in high school?
1: High school, I had a paper route for the Daily News that I got when I was either 12 or 13, and I could, I'll i never be able to figure it out. It was around that time. And I had it until I was about 15. Okay. Maybe 16. Um, but I had it for like three years. So it, it was an easy route. It was on my in my neighborhood on the block that i lived in mm-hmm. so it was like um i always, it, it wasn't a big route but i made nice tips because i knew everybody on the route okay so it was like my block and a side street that connected to my block so it, it worked out really well like it was it, it was easy for me i'd wake up in the morning i would deliver my papers before school Mm-hmm. and then on Saturdays if for the Sunday paper, which is always if you remember the Sunday paper is always a big paper yeah. so we would go to the meet, to this like little storefront area and pick up the circulars and then they'd deliver the paper on Sunday morning and I'd have to wake up extra early on Sunday and put the circulars in that I got on Saturday into the Sunday paper and deliver that and it was always a thick thing with you know coupons and all that stuff mm-hmm. so that was what we did on Saturday and we also paid the bill of what I owed every week and I would make the tips that was at whatever was extra so my dad would take me on Saturday morning to Annadale town because I lived in Annadale but it was on the cusp of Anadale, so I had to get driven there in Staten Island so my dad would take me and and it's always good memories because my dad li- um, would take me and next door to where we would pick up the papers there was a bakery so we would always get rolls for that day for saturday so every saturday we always had fresh rolls in my house because we always buy like a dozen rolls i had three sisters you know i don't know at that time who my oldest sister may or may not have been living there but i had there was like six of us in the house so you know or five or six so we um we would always get the rolls so it was always good memories you know, I got nice tips from people because I knew everybody cuz I was like Frankie, the kid that they knew since I was little, you know, since I was a baby. Mm-hmm. So I delivered the papers to all of them. And during the week I would go make my collections to the houses, I ring the bell like I don't remember what day I did it on, midweek, and I would go and and the and for the Daily News it was 3.95 for a full subscription every week, and I usually got like 5 5 or 6 bucks. So I always got a nice tip. So it was like two dollars extra, and I and that money was like at Christmas time. I actually knew all the since I knew all the people. My Christmas tips were really good, you know. Like I would get like a nice amount of money. Some people would give me twenty five bucks. And it's a one, big
0: deal when you're, yeah. you're that young.
1: And my my um one family who is actually are almost like relatives of ours because I grew up with them. They were they I used to deliver to them, and I and. Tom and Sue, the components, and they used to... They're my parents' good friends. So I would deliver to them, and they were, like, my second parents, almost, like, when I was a kid. Like, they would always take me to places and stuff with their daughters. So I used to go to baseball games, I used to go to things. And um, they used to give me, like, sometimes 50 bucks for Christmas.
0: That's nice. You know? Yeah. So, like,
1: which is ridiculous if you think about it, but he did, you know, he did well and whatever. So... But they they would give me because I was like they're another one of their kids. Uh-huh. so I did really well for having a small route so that was like my job and then I did a lot of other things we did some um, during winter we always used to shovel everybody in the neighborhood just kind of like what you did but we did it on our own uh-huh. and we again we knew we living in a, on a block where we knew everybody. me and my friends would do pretty well. People would give us nice tips because we would do a good job you know. So my paper route lasted me. So I didn't have many other jobs until, you know, the winter time. we used to do the shoveling. And, you know, I'd do, like, odd jobs for people whenever people needed help and stuff. But it was pretty much that because I, I did well with my paper route even though it was small. So um, that kind of lasted me up until I was probably 15, mm-hmm. maybe 16, you know, like around that time. And um, so I, I, I did pretty well for myself. I remember one snowstorm we made... We went to this old man who lived up the block from us, and um, he was sick. And his, his brother actually lived next door to me, A unbelievably great man, this man Carmine, who was you know 18 years old in, and um, was a paratrooper and was in the 82nd Airborne Division. Wow. Yeah. He was either the 82nd or the 101st. I, I can't remember. But um, that's a whole other podcast that I could talk about that man because I had a great story with him. Um, what, right before I moved from Staten Island I sat in his house and he told me about his experiences and I sat and drank a beer with him and <laughs> he told me all about it and it, he's like we didn't know anything he's wow. like all I knew was I was a kid and they told me to jump out of a plane he goes and it was dark and I landed <laughs> and I mean that's 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 the that's what we you know Yeah. so but anyway his brother was lived up the block from us and he was sick and he had had a stroke and he passed away not too long after and he needed somebody to shovel his house so so we basically, me and my friend Dave um, went there, and this old man, we shoveled, we cleared out his place, he was, you know, his whole driveway, we had like a foot and a half, maybe two feet of snow, mm-hmm. and this man, um, he gave us 90 bucks, Wow! and I always remember, because I refused to take it, and then he said, you have to take it, and I refused again, and I said, "I'm not, we're not taking any money from you, like, we, we got you, don't worry about it, and he said, no, you gotta take it, and he put it in my pocket. So he said, and you're going to go, and you're going to leave, whatever he said to me, and you have to take it. So we walked away, and me and my, my best friend Dave, and we, you know, at some point we said, let's count it when we got back to his house. Um, and it was 90 bucks, and we split $45 each. And we did his whole driveway, the front of his house, and I think we did it in probably 15 minutes. It was like record speed Wow. in a very heavy snowstorm. Huh. Um, and so those things stand out. But I mean, for me, it was mainly the paper route. Um, But I, it, it, there was always ways to kind of make a buck here and there, mm-hmm. you know. So like we, you know, things like that. But I had my paper out, and it was it, it was fun, man. I mean, it was easy for me, you know. My father, when I got really lazy towards the end of it, because I had been doing it for like three years, mm-hmm. my dad, since it was on the block, and he didn't want the neighbors pissed at him because his <laughs> son was started getting lazy. Yeah. My dad started waking up before me and just dropping them, like doing like half the houses. And he would go, because he would go for walks in the morning. So he would like say, All right, I just take the papers with me and drop them off for Frankie. But then he would tell me, like, let me know, like, listen, you got to step up your game and get these things out. So I knew it was like time, that was like the end of my paper out because my dad was starting to get annoyed with me. And he didn't want the neighbors to be annoyed at him for his lazy son. Yeah. So, like, that's when I was like, All right, it's time to get a real job.
0: <laughs> things started to change a little bit uh, when we were all in. You know, sophomore and junior year Because people started to have cars Right, right That you start getting older So the types of jobs you had changed Right And I remember my dad I think I asked him if he knew of any jobs available in the area And he was going to this one deli uh, during lunch uh, Because he worked locally And he said, well, you know If you go down to this one deli uh, I know the two owners you should talk to them, to, you know, maybe they'll hire you. So I said, yeah, All right, that's a good idea. So I went to uh, the local deli in Waiting River. Okay. And I, I was like, Yeah, I'm here to talk to the owner. I'm um, so and so. Uh, and they didn't know who he was. And they didn't know anything. And I, I was really confused. And uh, I was like, All right, well, I. Um, I don't really understand what the issue is here but can I apply for a job so they had me fill out an application and I went home and I told my dad that I applied and he's like all right good and then the next day he said listen I went down to the deli today and they said you never came in yesterday I'm like what are you talking about (laughs) and it turned out that he was talk- talking about a completely different I was going to say, was it a different deli? A different That's deli. What say. <laughs> he referred to it as Waiting River Deli, but Waiting River Deli is a different place. Ah, uh, It was the, the Duck Pond Cafe in Waiting River. The Duck Pond Cafe. The Duck Pond Cafe. And I had two bosses there. Well, I, eventually. So I went in, I applied, they, they hired me. Um, I liked to kind of, I, like I really, at that point, I really didn't like to socialize with people okay. at, at work. Okay. I liked kind of like the behind the scenes type of work.
1: Do the job, go home, not make friends. Yeah. So,
0: um, and I think they, they realized that too. So, uh, yeah, I was the only one that, like, volunteered to go and stand inside the walk in cooler for two hours and, um, you know pretty much restack everything so you could avoid everybody else yeah it was great and nice. no one else no uh, one else good. wanted to go in there like wow this guy's this kid's willing to do it yeah no one else wanted to go in there because it was too cold and and i it, it didn't affect me um so i li- <laughs> I liked it and i you know the more time i spent not talking to anybody coming in because i didn't like customers uh the the, the better off it was um you know, so was, and was, eventually, my friend Kevin started working there, and we used to make like tons of bacon, and we used to steal tons of bacon and just eat it, and it would make us ill if we we overdid it. Uh, but it was a it was. A how pretty, much bacon would you eat? Um, it was.
1: There should never be a limit on how much bacon you eat. By the way,
0: um, it was until we felt ill. Right. So, right. I mean, I it mean just,
1: it, bacon itself. In it itself.
0: We cooked like like. 10 racks of bacon oh, dear. all at good. once it smelled great but once you like yeah, started you eating eat, like,
1: it you already ate like two hogs yeah
0: now now one of the, bo- now, the I... bosses hated each other
1: right. Okay, that's not good
0: no and one of them the morning boss was uh, like had ADD so like you would he would put you on a job you'd start to do that and then he'd rip like rip you away and put you on something else and then you'd start to do that and he'd rip you away and put and then like
1: now, well, most of the time, you were in the back.
0: Yeah, well, when I first started, but eventually, I, I started doing. I started, doing, the counters. I started doing counter stuff. I hated it, but uh, I did what I had to do, and I worked a couple days a week, and mostly like on the weekends or um, you know after school or something like
1: that. And now, with the bagel place, or was it a deli? So, like a deli. It was both. It's it was it was both. Ba- bagel more, was it more like breakfast? Like, would people come in and get like a you know egg yeah, everything with yeah. you know? I like worked bacon and cheese. Yeah,
0: eventually ended up working more uh, in the later afternoon. So I did, I missed that that early rush. Oh, that's good. So for me it really seems was, like it's super busy. Yeah. I mean it was a they did well. Um, but I was glad like when I put in my notice and I left. How long were you there for? I, I was there for I don't know, maybe a year. Oh, right, so you maybe, put some time. Maybe. maybe a little less than a year. Um, I I really didn't like working in the food Business. Yeah, no, I could um, see that. So at that point, I decided I was going to get a job at uh, the local um, ice cream place, which is the ice cream factory. Uh,
1: I believe in the past you had mentioned this. Yeah, yeah. I
0: had many ice cream right. jobs in a right. row. and, and There's I come, one
1: that's my favorite, and I hope you will indulge us. We will get to that That one, one I do remember yeah. you telling me a long time ago. It's a great story. In fact, my kids even know.
0: Wow. Yes. And it's they a, think it's great. It's quite horrifying. Yeah. We'll get to it. Right. Oh, excellent. Um, but my background, not my background, my family owned a bunch of Mr. Softy trucks. Really? And, uh, um, uh, some ice cream stores and stuff. really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, all around Suffolk County. And, oh, that's and, cool. In Shirley Mastic area. Your dad or on my mom's side. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah. And my grandfather uh, had a, a Mr. Softy trucks, and his all, all of his brothers did. So I grew oh, up around cool. it. That's cool. And then uh, I got a job at this ice cream place, and I just felt like, oh, you know, it's my time right. to do. Right. To, to, it has gone full circle. Yeah, I got to I got to work the ice cream angle. For it's a in the blood. Bit. Yeah, and for me, I thought it was a. A fun job I actually liked it um, And I worked with A guy named Frank Great uh, name Yeah um, And you met him Once before And um, He I did Yeah he, He's your cousin's Friend Oh Frank Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah Yeah. That's so right. me, me and him Became friends at that job And uh, we worked with Some other guy I don't remember his name But There was a I didn't really like him, and I think that he was kind of bad news out of work. Okay. Um, and we didn't really associate much at work. Uh, and then one time... This is you know, the other guy? This is the other guy, yeah. Uh, so they would only have... There were three of us on a rotation. So okay. So sometimes I would work with Frank. Sometimes I would work with the other guy. Other guy. Yeah. Now, the, and there was like a, f- a fourth person there. But the one that we, the, we all kind of thought was a little shady, whenever you were working with him, and there wasn't much... It was just like he was doing his thing, you were doing your thing, right. and you and Frank probably got along. Yeah, so was like, yeah. yeah, me, Frank, and this other guy. Yeah. So one night, um, I I couldn't find this guy, and like he'd been missing for like five minutes, five ten minutes, and, and it's a small store. I can see the whole store in right. front of me, um, and I found him passed out in the uh, freezer. Wow. And I realized that he was he went in there and started huffing nitrous <laughs> <laughs> for 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 all like the uh the whippet stuff,
1: yes, I know it well is that not nit- well enough,
0: but yeah, no. is it. that nitrous, yeah, nitrous oxide, yeah, yeah, yeah so. absolutely um. And I had to kind of wake him up. And so he
1: did basically did whippets. He the... did
0: he did like industrial. Wow. I mean the canisters. There were like multiple canisters that were like five feet tall. I
1: wonder if that was, I like if he did that often or it was like I don't time. know.
0: I do not really want to associate it with. Right. Him. Good like, idea. He's a shady... Doesn't sound doesn't sound like. He's wonder a shady... where his life is. gone uh, who knows. Uh, and then like so I, I woke him up and he just pretended like everything was fine. Like like nothing happened and I'm like well. This would have been bad if you were working by yourself. I mean, right, like locked in the freezer, passed out on okay. the floor. Um, you're gonna die in the yeah, freezer, pretty much. Um, and then they they part- partnered me up with him like a week later, and the boss she used to leave, and we used to like lock up. So so we would we would be there for like three hours. Mm-hmm. Was it like a like it was just like some ice cream shop? It's like, just an ice cream shop. Was there a name to it? Just the ice cream factory.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. I thought it was like a Dairy Queen or
0: something No, no, it was just like a local ice cream shop So She would leave at like 5 o'clock And we would close up at like 8 Okay. Uh, It wasn't a bad job Um, So we uh, Eventually like one night She leaves and I'm partnered up With this shady guy again And I'm just kind of like sweeping and mopping The front of the, the store Keeping it clean, it was kind of a slow night And then she comes back in And is like maybe like an hour later. Where's and, the other guy? And is looking around. And the other guy is back there. Okay. And, um, and she, she was kind of snooping around and like staring at us. And I was just mopping. I don't know what, what the issue was. So eventually she left. Uh, then the next day, um, my buddy Frank that was working there, like I had to work with him, and he was telling me that the owner found money that was missing. Ah. And she thinks that the shady guy... Took it, which is probably what happened. Right.
1: I'm sure the shady guy yeah, and, uh, was tra- maybe trying to boor- buy more than just nitrous oxide. Yeah, who
0: knows? Um, and, you know, I was like, listen, I don't know anything about it, but uh, I don't really like working with this guy. Eventually, um, I stopped working there, and uh, I and the reason why I stopped was the place was closing, and they were moving to a shopping center. Okay. Um, so we were all out of jobs for a while, and then once it reopened in the shopping center, right? They were gonna like bring us back right. if they were busy enough. By then, whatever. you're like. So I, at that point, I realized, you know, this is a, this is summer. Um, this is like senior year now. At. This is like summer after senior year. Okay. Okay. So you're like going to so college, I'm getting ready to go to college. So what's the point? What's, there is no point. Right. I, had, I had now six weeks. Yeah. Oh to, yeah. To try to like get another any other job, right. but I figured Just enough money to. I wonder if there's any more ice cream jobs out there, right? That can use my skill. Because <laughs> I already know how to do. Explained it. Explained very like, well. I don't really want to relearn how to do anything
1: for six weeks right like I just want to do the same thing uh, yeah get and a paycheck every once
0: every other week whatever so um, so the next the next job I applied to was we're not really gonna say the name of this chain oh, okay but it's a' It was a chain restaurant ice cream place. Aha! Uh-huh. Let's call it Bob's Ice Cream. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so I'm working at Bob's. I, I get a job at Bob's Ice Cream. Bob's, Bob's Ice Cream and Bob's Ice Cream was um, kind of situated next to a mini golf course. Okay, I see. So right. people would go to the mini golf course and then go bring the kids for some ice cream. And they sometimes they go to the come to the counter, order ice cream, bring it to the golf course, or they'd come to the ice cream place. After mini golf, okay, makes sense. So my first day on the job, I you know, I'm the only one at the ice cream counter there. I believe this Uh, is the story I was thinking of. (laughs) Yes, I'm the only one at the ice cream counter, and I want to make a good impression. Okay, and I I pretty much know how to how to work
1: the machines.
0: I know how to do this. Uh, I mean, the learning curve was very small. (laughs) Uh, So. So I, I start getting orders in on tickets and I'm doing all right. Now the the first customer I had actually was an old lady who who asked me for um you know a scoop of ice cream on a in a cone. Can I have sp- a plain vanilla? Uh, so I used the scoop that they gave me and I noticed it was it was really kind of skimpy. Okay. So I threw a little extra on top. It was an old lady, right? Like she you know probably I, sweet old lady. And I gave it to her. And then she, what a nice young man And then she gave it back to me And started yelling at me Complaining that I About. gave her too much It was like a Who does that? Of, I don't know Who complains that so they she, get too much? She actually made me take off all of the ah, ice cream So and not that, a nice old lady No And so it was just a little bit sticking out of the cone Alright all right. It was nothing Right You thought you were doing a good yeah, deed and, Yeah That's the one thing you learn in the ice cream business No one is ever happy <laughs> uh, The clientele sucks um, So the the next customer i get now this is or this is early in the day so have, this is day 1 this is day 1 day 1 right, all right the next customer i get is a guy that comes up to the counter and said listen i'm finishing up golf next door i'm going to order golf yeah with you know quotations golf right. mini golf mini golf <laughs> and i'm finishing up golf and uh i would like to buy uh, a sunday and if you can make it, I'll pay for it here. Um, I'm going to be back in like five minutes, and I'll pick it up. Okay. Uh, so Seems like a
1: fair request. Fair enough.
0: And, and it was like vanilla, chocolate, um, uh, strawberries, uh, whipped cream, sprinkles, cherry on top. Simple Sunday. Simple Sunday. So I, I'm like, all right, no problem. So I reach up, so he leaves, and I start making the Sunday. So, so they have these metal canisters where you have these cups for each Sunday that were like, you know, stacked up in the canister. You got to pull them out. Pull them out. Yeah. But I trying to pull the first one out, and it gets stuck. So I, I twist it from side to side, trying to get this thing out, and then finally I yank it out, and I start putting the ice cream in, and then. I'm throwing the, you know, to put the whipped cream on. And I realize i got to put strawberries on. And I go to put strawberries on. It, and then I realize maybe I, did, did I already put strawberries on this? <laughs> it's like, well, I'll just put a little extra on there. So I threw extra. So spr- you, your, it appears that you have strawberries on it. Yes. All right. So I throw more strawberries on it. And then I throw some sprinkles and a little cherry on top. And the guy comes in. Uh, and I, I, I send it. I gave it to the, the waitress, and she runs it out to him. And he sits at one of the front um, tables and starts eating. So I'm, I'm standing there, and luckily we were kind of slow. Uh, and I look down, and then we're all wearing like anyone wearing working the, the ice cream counter there uh, has to wear um, like see-through gloves. Okay. okay. Yeah, like clear, uh, like clear gloves. And I look down at my right glove. And I realize it's entirely filled with blood. (laughs) (laughs) And... This is the story. And (laughs) I then realize (laughs) that... I had reached up and grabbed the cup out of the canister. I had razor sliced the tops of my knuckles. Never felt it. I never felt it. It's such a clean cut. Maybe it was the adrenaline for making know. such a such a complicated Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and while I was scooping ice cream and I'm looking across to the next ingredient, right. I was bleeding into the this- <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Sunday. <laughs> That's awesome <laughs> And I didn't realize it Love it And then when I went to put strawberries on top It just blended in It looked like I put strawberries oh, in it already fantastic. So uh, thank goodness I put more on top yeah. Luckily you didn't have any No you know, no.
2: Was, uh,
0: like you know Anything <laughs> Hepatitis Yeah No um, So He I, I'm realizing all of right. this And it's It's now making sense to right. me and I see him, and he's eating this, and he's halfway done, and I can't stop him in the middle. I'm just gonna let him. The ethics behind, it. yeah. I'm just you, you let, ne- just, he's enjoying it. He's let, enjoying it. Let him. Not
1: finish You're healthy, young man. I am
0: now on the verge of being fired. Now, does anybody
1: else know no. that the blood from your fingers is yeah. in that guy's ice
0: cream? No. And at this point, I run. I tell. I I kind of yell at the waitresses. I said um, I got to run to the restroom, and I run to the restroom, and I lock the door. Smart. And I take the glove off, and I'm bleeding everywhere. <laughs> Did you do any stitches? No. It was like the a fine paper cut that was extra deep. Uh, I got. You. Um, and it wouldn't stop, and I'm running it under the faucet. It's not. And and they're they're knocking on the door, and they're like, "What well, you know? Where are you? You know?" How we, long were you in there for? Like ten minutes. <laughs> uh, and I and I, I was like, uh, I'm having issues. Like I, I didn't really know what to say eventually I got it to kind of like I was using the toilet paper to try to like right. you know dry it up right. and help clot the, the well, like I think you could
1: stuff. have probably told them that you cut your finger like yeah. if you you like, know there was
0: too much going on yeah right I'm, the like, I'm like 18 right <laughs> I you know and I'm gonna lose my job right that's what I'm thinking um so eventually I leave the room and I start working and I'm kind of hiding my hand and it's you know, the, the bleeding subsided Wow uh, Yeah and That uh, guy doesn't eat He never knew that he, he never knew that he, he ate, ate, ate A you. lot of my blood <laughs> <laughs> It
1: must have been fine
0: He was yeah. cool with it Yeah So what, what about you uh, Like towards the
1: end of high school Towards the end of high school Okay, so Towards the end of high school Let me think Alright, so When I was about 16 uh, Maybe I think I might have been 17 16, 17 My sister Worked in the Staten Island Mall And she worked at a tuxedo place, which was right across the way, literally directly across the way, Mm -hmm. from a a jersey store. Like a place where we sold hats and jerseys and stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was a subsidiary of a a bigger chain. So we used to... um, So my sister knew the people there because she worked at this tuxedo place. And so they were looking for somebody. And it was during... I got hired because they needed extra help because it was during... The NBA Finals and the NHL Playoffs of '94, when the Knicks were in the finals mm. and the Rangers were in the finals. Yeah. So they needed extra help. Because so, they were selling jerseys and hats and they were selling the, the Ranger and the Knicks stuff. It was just flying off the shelves. So they needed extra help. So my sister said, Why don't you? you know, my brother was looking for a job, hire him. And they called me up and they said, You want to come in, whatever, tomorrow or whatever it was. So I went in. And they hired me. And um, I worked in a jersey, jersey. We sold jerseys and hats, strictly jerseys and hats. Like you know, we had T-shirts and stuff, but it was all basically sports gear, mm-hmm. right? But no sneakers or anything. So, which was a great experience. I mean, I was there for a while, and but that was um, it was in the spring of '94 because that's when it was like May of '94 yeah. when that was you know. The Rangers wound up winning the cup. The Knicks lost in Game Seven. You know yeah. we all remember as Nick. That's fans. a whole other podcast, right? Right. We could talk about that all day. Yeah. Um, Starks two for eighteen from the yeah. field. But anyway, um, so we um so they hired me and um, it was cool because it was a small store, but where it was located was in the main entrance of the Staten Island Mall. Mm-hmm. So if you walk to the main entrance at the time, it changed a lot since then. Apparently. But the main entrance, you walked in, you looked to the left, it was the first store, right? So you had a lot of people coming in and out from the main entrance. And now why I say that is because one of the coolest experiences of my life during that time, I had, I wound up being there um, until I was and like a, year, a couple of years. So I worked part-time and whatever, and I got more hours as I needed them and stuff. But the next year, that was in ninety four, spring of ninety four, Rangers and the Knicks, that happened, sold a lot of stuff, business went well, whatever. And then the next year I was still there and it was when, and that was at the same time when I started that the Wu Tang clan came on the scene in Staten Island and in the country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, if you're familiar with the Wu Tang clan, it's one of the now they're at the twenty five year anniversary and they are wow. The, yeah, they're considered like hip-hop royalty. But at the time, they were just a bunch of guys from Staten Island who were selling their CDs out of the trunk of their cars on the North Shore of Staten Island. But one of the things that they started doing was coming to the Staten Island Mall. So where, I was lo- where our store was located, they used to come into the mall all the time. And so what happened was while I was working there, I was really into hip hop at the time. Like, mm-hmm. I was, that's what I grew up on. I mean, I grew up on everything, but hip hop at that time, that was it. Like, I wanted to work in the music industry. Like, I loved hip hop. I used to mess around with rhymes and uh, DJing and all that stuff. So, mixing and turntables and all that stuff. So, at that time, um, the Wu Tang Clan started showing up in the Staten Island Mall, right? They just became famous. They, um, their first hit that they ever had was Protect Your Neck, which was something that they literally sold the CDs out of the trunks of their cards. Hmm. And they got onto a label. They created their own label and they just took off. So they started coming to the mall and they would come into my store looking for jerseys and hats and stuff. Because they're like.
0: Were you familiar with them yet? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And that's what was so funny because I, I had been introduced to them within that year okay right and I started really listening to them and then it was I'm gonna say it was the it was Christmas time so I started in May by Christmas time of that the end of that year I had been there what is that like six seven months eight months whatever it is and um Method Man came into my store right and I always remember Method Man coming in and I started telling him you know he was looking for some jerseys, and I was saying whatever you can, whatever jerseys—basketball, football, baseball jerseys—he he loves sports. So he was like, "I want this jersey, I want that jersey." So I, I you know, I told him I'm a big, I'm a big fan, whatever. And um, if we don't have it in the store, I could call other stores. They, we had stores throughout the country, so I could call them and get it for you, right? Mm-hmm. So we started talking, and he realized that I was, you know, I was a fan and stuff. So, he, sa- he would say, he would, come, he would come in and say, I need this jersey. So, I would, if I, we didn't have it in the store, I would go and o- we'd order it for him. Mm-hmm. Get it from another store, it would get sent to us within a week. We'd get it, I, we'd give him, and he'd show up and pick it up. So, I started talking to Method Man, right, and become friends with him. Like, this was such a cool, I mean, I was a kid, like, this was like the coolest thing. And now, at that time, they started really becoming famous. Right, so there's so many stories with that that I could have another podcast on. <laughs> like it, it, so I always remember. Like so, Wu Tang would come in one day. That man comes in, and now this was great because at the time, then I'll remember one story behind it. Was um, a good friend of mine who also worked with me, who actually happens to be my sister's sister-in-law. Okay, okay? but at the time my sister dated you know who's now our husband but they were just dating and his sister worked with me okay right they eventually got married and you know she's part of my family now but but at that time we were just friends and my sister dated her brother so her and i worked together and it was around christmas time it was around that same time and this is where i got to know Metaman. he came in one day and then he he asked about jerseys and whatever it was he bought what he bought and then he came in a few days later and at that time, it was even closer to Christmas, and we did one of those Secret Santa things. And the Secret Santa that I got was this girl Heather. Okay, so now she was a huge Wu Tang fan, right? So Method Man comes in, and he's and and Heather and I are working together. Now she was I was her Secret Santa, so I had to get her a gift, and I knew she loved Wu Tang Clan. So he comes in, and she um, so I I think it was. He comes in and he says to me, you know, um, you know, I need this jersey, I forget what it was, and I said, all right, we'll order it for you, right? By now we start talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So then he's coming into the store and asking for me. Okay. Say, where's Peppy? Like he used to say, where's Pep, where's Pep? So he comes in and he says, I need this jersey, whatever, and I say, listen man, I said, this girl that I work with is my secret Santa, right? And she loves Wu-Tang. So can I get, if I, because at that month, Mm-hmm. The Source Magazine, which at the time was like a big magazine for hip-hop, it's still around but I don't know if it's as big, they, Wu-Tang was on the cover of it. Mm-hmm. So I went to a, a newspaper stand and bought the Source Magazine, right? And I said to him, when you come back, if I get the magazine, can you sign it to Heather? And he said, yeah, no problem. I said, because she's, she's, she's like, this would be the perfect gift for her.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So he says, no problem. So I go and buy the Source Magazine, he's in the mall, right? So he's in the mall. He's shopping for a few hours. At that time, while he's shopping, Heather comes in on her shift,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? So by the time he's ready to leave, I have the magazine, right? He when he comes back because we're in the main the like the main part of the mall, like the the entrance. So he parked by the entrance. So when he's leaving, mm-hmm. she's working with me by then. It's a couple hours later. Yeah. And he comes in, and she says she goes up. He comes back in. And to say whatever goodbye, whatever, and she comes over and she's like, "Can you sign this autograph for me?" Right
2: mm-hmm.
1: now, this is when I realize Met the Man is one of the coolest dudes you ever meet, right? Because I'm nobody; I'm some stupid kid from Staten Island that just happens to be cool with Met the Man at this point. <laughs> Three four hours; this guy's been shopping all day, right? She asks him, "Can I have your autograph?" And he comes and he says, "Yeah, no problem." And he stops, turns around, and looks for me in the store because he knows I already asked for it because he knows that this girl is the girl that I'm getting the autograph for. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he puts his hands up like, what am I, I'm, I there's nothing I could do, right? And he looks at me and I, and I gave him like a, like, don't worry about it, man, right? So then he signs an autograph for her, right? So then I think it's the next day he comes back in the mall, right? He happens to come back in the mall. Right? And I'm working the next day. And he walks in the mall. It might have been the next day or two days later. And he sees me. right. And he comes in. He stops everything he's doing. He goes, yo, Pep. This is exactly what he said. And this is what I was like, why? He remembers me? He remembers my name? He's like, yo, Pep. And I, he calls me over. And he's like, he comes over. He like signals for me to come over. And he's like, yo, man, I'm sorry, man. He's like, I know that was the girl that you want to get that autograph for. He's like, I couldn't turn her down. She's just asking me, like, you know. I said, bro, there's no reason to, to explain. Like, you, you're cool, right? Because I'm thinking, he's thinking to himself, like, I'm trying to hook up with this girl. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's just a friend of mine, but he's thinking to himself, like, I'm trying to hook up with this girl. So, that was my favorite Method Man story, but there was so many. It got to a point where he would, like, come in the mall and ask for me. Like, he, if I was off, he'd be like, yo, is Peppy here today? And he would come in and he would say, and he, sometimes he didn't even want any jerseys. <laughs> he would just come and talk to me. And so, he, then there was another story that I gotta tell you, and there's so many more, Joe, with the Wu Tang Clan. But so one time, Ghostface Killer comes in, right, and he, so I had never met him before. I had seen, a, I had met a bunch of them, Raekwon, like the whole bunch of them. I, I they started coming to me because I guess met them man, told them about me. Mm-hmm. So I would just get them order jerseys. I wasn't doing anything, and um, and plus they knew I was a fan, you know, so they were cool with me. And so one time Ghostface Killer comes in and he starts talking to me. And I said to him, I said, yo, I said, we have a, this was, this is how old it was. There was a Ken Griffey Jr. authentic Mariners jersey that Method Man had ordered, right, like a month before. And it was sitting in the back of our store for a month. And it said, for Method Man. So no one, everybody knew not to touch it or to sell it or anything. So Ghostface Killer comes in and he buys some stuff. And he says to me, you know, we're talking, and I said, do me a favor. He's getting ready to leave, and I said, and we were talking for a few minutes, like, about just rap and stuff, and he's like, I said, do me a favor. I said, if you see Method Man, tell him his Griffey jersey's here. You know, I said, it's not going anywhere. We're not going to sell it, but it's just here, you know, because he never gave me his number, and I understood. I mean, he was a famous yeah. guy. I mean, I, you know, he would show up, and we'd save it for him, and he would ha- we'd put it in the back for Method Man, and he'd come and get it. So... He said, "Yo, yo, yo," because he stutters. Ghostface. or at the time he stuttered. "Yo, yo, no problem, man, no problem." Yo, the next day, bro, method man comes in. And is like, "Yo, Ghost told me that you have my jersey." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, so I was like, I mean, yeah, I'm like 18 years old, like you know, like and I'm and I'm like, wait, Wu Tang was talking about me, right? Because by then. Method Man had won a Grammy Yeah they're blowing up Old Dirty Bastard Had gone on stage Remember that the Grammys And he like Everybody Like he said Wu-Tang is for the children He stole the microphone Yeah I saw the Man Like two or three days After that happened <laughs> And I said yo Like what the hell's going on With him He's like I never met Old Dirty Bastard I never saw him yeah. But he, he was like The only one I know Him and Rizzo Were the only two I never met But I, I said, what's it? he's like, Yeah, man, we can't control him. That's what he told me. But there was another time where he said, Um, I saw Metaman right after he won a Grammy with yeah. Mary J. Blige. Huh. And I said to him, I said, Bro, I said, You're like a Grammy winner and he's like, Yeah, man, it's crazy. I can't even believe it <laughs> So, you know, that was by wow. those years Yeah, man, and I we so we got to a point where i always you know i knew i had like i one time i was with my friend nick and i wasn't working okay we just happened to go to the mall which i tried to avoid because i used to work there yeah right but one day nick was like i gotta go get something whatever take a ride i was like dude i don't want to go to the mall he's like just take a ride whatever i was like i'm not working he's like, just come with me so whatever so we go to the mall right and we're walking in the mall upstairs somewhere and i see method Man, right from a distance and i kept telling my friends like i i know him and they're like yeah they they kind of they believed me but they were you know they were probably like he's full of crap right so i said watch this and the place is packed mm-hmm. like it was like a saturday or something and you know it was like one of these days where it's busy and um i said watch this so we see him in a distance and i said i'm walking towards him and i say yo matt Right, and he he see. I swear, to God, he turns around, and he looks at me, he's like, "Yo, Pep!" <laughs> right? Comes over to me, gives me a pound, right, in the middle of like you know. And now I'm like I said, I'm like 18, 19 years old, like I'm this punk kid. Everybody sees me, like, "Who the hell is this kid? How does he know these guys?" Right. It's kind of like my my Yankee
2: things, but yeah, like yeah. with the
1: Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. So fast forward now. Now I have to say this part of the story, even though it's going away from what exactly we were talking about with sure. the sure. jobs. So about. I'm gonna say three or four years ago, my nephew, who's now 21, right? My nephew is in the Staten. He lives in Staten Island. He's in the Staten Island Mall with his girlfriend, right? And um, he's just you know whatever he's doing, and he goes to the food court, uh-huh. right? And he sees Method Man. Okay, this is three, four years later. This is twenty. You know, Met the Man is not nearly as famous now as he was back in the day. Although he's still this two, is
0: four years th- ago,
1: three or four years ago, a couple okay. of years, yeah, not too long ago. Okay,
0: right.
1: So my nephew's with his girlfriend. He sees Method Man. He's at the food court. My nephew's online behind him, mm-hmm. right? Just so happens, and he looks up and he sees Method Man. Now my nephew, like I said, he grew up on Staten Island. Actually, his friends, are, he's he's kind of like knows Method Man's son, okay, who. Is like the same age as my nephew. So he, he, him, my, my nephew's friends and, and Man's son's friends are all friends. So like he knows him, but they're not like good friends. They just kind of associate with each other. Mm-hmm. So he sees Man and Man he says, oh, my nephew says, oh, you're, you're man Like, you know, he's, and he's like, yo he's like, hey, what's going on? He's like, he's like, most people don't recognize me now when I come here. That's what Man said. Mm-hmm. So my, my nephew says, well, I actually know your son. Because his son played football at one of the high schools in Staten Island. Mm-hmm. My nephew played baseball, but they all knew each other like from, through friends. So he said, oh, and he told him, He said, like, oh, cool. So they got a table and the Man said, him and his, Joey and his girlfriend got a table. And Method Man says, yo, you mind if I sit with you? Because he's by himself. Mm-hmm. So the three of them are sitting at like a, like a food court table. So that's when my nephew said, you know, my uncle, used to know my uncle, when he was like 20 years ago, he used to get you jerseys. You know, I was he's like, I was a little kid, but I remember you used to get him jerseys. And he said, and my nephew said my name, whatever. And he said, oh shit. He's like, how's he doing? He's like, I remember I see him all the time. He's like, oh, he lives in Queens. "And I," So he called me up, my nephew, and he's like, yo, met man remembers you. <laughs> so, I, that's, well, you know, yeah, that's so that's like, ties into that but yeah yeah, that was my so that was my I saw in this place not only did I see the Wu-Tang Clan Mm -hmm. I met um, all the most of the Wu-Tang Clan and I got to know them but um, remember Michael Mora a boxer who beat I think he beat James Buster Douglas Michael Moore Michael Mora Mora he was a champion for a very short time in the 90s He came in because Teddy Atlas, who trained Mm -hmm. all those guys, lives on Staten Island, and Teddy Atlas was his trainer. Oh, okay. And Michael Moore actually came in to the store one day, and I recognized him, and he was buying a hat, and and he didn't want to really say anything to me until Teddy Atlas like elbowed him and was like talk to this kid. (laughs) Teddy Atlas is actually a really cool guy. Yeah. And um, I was talking to him, and he was he was a nice guy. Um, I met a lot of people actually. It was funny. We they would cause it was where we were placed in the mall, mm-hmm. so it was like right in the main entrance. So people would come and go. The may, at the time Giuliani was the mayor used to come all the time, mm-hmm. and um, I remember Pataki was the governor, and he came in once. Um, so it was an interesting place actually. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool stories. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was real. Yeah. But I always think about the Method Man thing. Even to this day, Like I'm, I left because you know, three, three years ago, apparently he remembered Still me. Still remembers me. I him. would love to see him someday because he's actually a really great guy. Yeah. Really good guy.
0: I think the next thing we should talk about are jobs that we had in college. Now, ah. when I was in college, I didn't have any jobs throughout the school year. Uh, it was only you know when I went home for the summer. Um, but during the school year... Uh, my senior year, I had a great schedule. I somehow manipulated my schedule where I had class Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That was when senior year. I
1: think I remember that. I remember so, you. I remember you never so seemed s- to be in class. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and
0: Tuesday, <laughs> I had off. I actually condensed and I took classes into the evenings. Smart. So I condensed. You know, instead of. Spreading it out throughout the week I remember that I was crazy for three days But then I had four days You were
1: always around Like not And we are like Dude, do you take any
0: classes? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it gave me some time To actually work And there were two jobs That I had um, During my senior year So the first one Was um, We had some family friend That was a manager At The Gap And Said, hey, you know If you ever need a job I'll get you in just come down to the mall in Stamford, Connecticut and you know fill, fill out an application I, so I said all right um, you know I have Mondays and Tuesdays off uh, after my weekend I could probably work two days a week yeah and I went out there I said hi they filled out the application and then he's like how much do you want to make an hour and I, I, I said well what's the average rate he's like well a lot of people here are making like $7 an hour. I said, well, can I make 8 15? I don't know why I put the <laughs> $0.15 cents in there, but I just wanted to say I was above $8. Right, right, right? Right. And he's like, all right, I'll give you this money. Just don't tell anybody. Nice. Right? Good so, job, family member. Yeah. So I uh, I got a job up there, and I start working. And the first day of work, I go into the Gap, and they're like, oh, no, you're not working here you work downstairs at Baby Gap (laughs) so I said okay so I went down there and I'm in the baby store and they said well you're not going to work actually out and talk to customers we're going to unfortunately have to put you in the
1: back and stock and And I said that's perfect yeah you don't have to bother with anybody
0: yeah and I was good at it and I was that was the only part at that time in my life I was extremely organized nice and and was a really hard worker when i when i was like organizing the back room i didn't organize my own room right at home but the back I, room and when i went to work it was always uh i always did a really good job and they all called me they always used to call me walter because i figured they just was were mispronounced like the people i worked with mispronounced they thought your last name was walter that's what i thought i thought they were mispronouncing right. it would make sense name. you know um it was weird because I was left out of a lot of things. Because, like, my second week in work, they had the, the big, like, company, like, party. And, like, I come into work and they're like, why weren't you at the party? I was like, nobody told me about it. I wasn't invited. Then, like, a week later, the people from the Gap came down to, like, ask everyone about procedures. No one had ever trained me on anything. And I had to kind of, like, wing it. And I got some <laughs> questions wrong and they got in trouble. Um but I was like, listen, I'm a two-day... Right, like, I'm guy. working Mondays and like, Tuesdays got, while I'm in college. Yeah, and I work in the back room, and, like, you know, this is not I'm a like, big deal. Like,
1: what procedures do you have to know? Like, I take know. stuff out of boxes? Yeah, like, pretty
0: much. Um, and it, But it was, a, it was an okay job. Uh, I didn't really mind it. I can kind of do it and only, like, be half awake. And I had to drive up to... Um, to Stanford pretty early in the morning but I was willing to do it uh, I re-
1: well for, for those we went to purchase mm-hmm. and Stanford was what half hour no no was not it longer even. than well it was like shorter it was if you
0: were in traffic it would be 30 minutes
1: yeah like it was it maximum it was maximum. maybe 20 minutes yeah. it was very close yeah you know and, even and, though it was Connecticut it was still very close so
0: yeah it wasn't bad um, and I remember they they like, during the holidays, I, I said, listen, you know, I'm going home. I'm going to be on Long Island. Uh, and I knew somebody that worked at a Gap and Gap Kids. It's like a combo store in Port Jefferson. And I said, I called her up and I said, listen, if you guys need seasonal work, maybe I can get them to, like, like transfer me for a month.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good idea. And
0: uh, they said, yeah, yeah, here's the person. So I put the two managers, like, had them talk to each other. And they they figured it out and they sent me over. Uh, so, when I went home, I started working at the other Gap, and, and then, and then they, they loved it because I like, redid their whole stock room. Nice. And, Keep
1: it be- and you do it for like that month, six weeks. Yeah. I, is, I kept right? things
0: nice and organized. They loved me there. And yeah. That's smart, actually. Okay.
1: So, you had yourself a, a job when you got home.
0: Yeah. So, then after um, the holidays, I went back up and I continued to work. Um, at this point, they started taking all of the <laughs> holiday decorations down. And a lot of the decorations were like ca- like foam core ca- cutouts of little kids <laughs> in snowsuits uh, that they're no longer selling for the holidays because they're getting ready for the spring. The spring
1: push. Yeah.
0: And I think what happened was they asked me to, to, to throw a bunch of these cardboard cutouts into the dumpster. Okay. Okay. Um, but I thought they were kind of weird looking, and I could probably I, I didn't know what I was gonna use them for. But I was gonna take them. I was gonna throw them in my truck right. and bring them back to college. Right,
1: because those are the things that we have in our—we had in our apartments in
0: college. Yeah, so weird so we, things. Yeah, we we put them in the window. Now uh, I remember that <laughs> Yeah And I don't really know why But and people would walk by and be like Why are there cardboard cutouts of little kids in snowsuits in your windows? Uh, but especially the school we went to but nobody, 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 nobody questioned cared. anything no, like, no. It was like the
1: weirder you could be The more it was better Yeah, that's like, a perfect way right, to describe right. it Because it's such
0: a hodgepodge of life's cast-offs <laughs> yeah, and my, and my roommate at the time, my roommate Ray, um, one morning, I think over the holidays, he had gotten a rifle, and he wanted to go to the gun range. And one morning, he wakes me up, and it's like a Saturday. It's probably, I don't know, late February, early March. And he said, listen, I want to drive out to Long Island and go to the gun range, do you want to go? And I said, well, I have no desire to shoot a gun. I've never shot a gun, and I really don't want to go to the gun range. But he's like, well, you know, come on. Uh, uh, I, I want someone to go with or somebody to, to drive because it's, it's driving an hour and a half to Long Island to shoot your gun and then all the way back to college. Somehow he talked me into it. So probably, hey, you know what, yeah. whatever. I said, What? Well, all right, I'll go with you. So uh, he, he he goes, well, you know, I called them up, and, like, they have these targets you can buy, he said, but they said if you want to, like, make targets, and maybe, like, you could take, like, a paper plate and, like, draw, like, some circles on it, we'll he'll let you hang that up. We won't charge you for it. I think so, I see where this is going. So I, so I said, all right, so he so he goes into the kitchen, he takes a couple paper plates and makes some, like, weird targets uh, and puts them in the car. And then he, he goes, do you... Do you know if we have anything else That we could use for targets And I turn like around And I look at our windows And I see these Cardboard cutouts of little kids And I'm like You want to throw those in your car And he goes He starts laughing because it's the most horrible thing right. you can and think of. and you're very. Awi- I mean, we're, we're, in the time we live in now. Yeah, no, this wouldn't this, fly at all. But you it probably
1: would be reported to the FBI. But
0: and it wasn't flying then either. <laughs> right, but right. we, we all right, it was still that. yeah, it was so pretty bad then. So we start laughing and we throw the cardboard cutouts in his car, and we go. We drive all the way out to the gun range, and he starts carrying these cardboard cutouts of little kids. And then the owner comes out. So it's waving his hands. No, no, no! You can't bring those in here. (laughs) (laughs) They can't put any targets that actually look like a real person up there. Are you guys insane? (laughs) And then we uh, we were like, you know, he makes absolute full sense. (laughs) There was no reason why we should have brought those. Um, So they went back into the car, and we we, we shot the guns. So that's great. um, At this point, kind of. we got I started to get a I got a phone call and a lot of us on campus got a phone call because there's a local advertising company that worked with a lot of alcohol companies in White Plains right. and they I remember that they used to um, get paid to figure out um, the best flavors of alcohol um, and the, uh, the 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 correct demographic to sell new products to uh, so they they pretty much wanted Men between twenty two and twenty one and twenty three to come in and taste test alcohol. Like uh, the perfect job. Now someone called me and I'm like, "Is this a joke?" Right. Like this is not. Like no, we're we're going to pay you. Uh, I said, "What are you paying us?" They said, "Well, per person, if you want to come in, it's it's down the road. It's if you go in, it's seventy five dollars cash." And they said,
1: "How long did you do it? Like, how many hours would you do it for?"
0: Well, I didn't know this going in. Okay. So so I'm hearing this. And they said, well, once we figure out the right mixture, we'll have a special day where you get $150. Damn. And I don't... College, dude. That's like... I was making like $8 an hour at Baby Gap. Right, right. So I was like, well, I'll I'll give this a shot. And this was like once every two or three weeks. This wasn't an every week thing. Still, $75. So I said, all right, so... Usually, other people that that signed up to do this would hop in my car, or, or we'd have somebody. They would pay a driver to go with you, um, so the driver got the same amount of money. So I think w- w- somebody would drive my car or whatever, and or would drive back. And um, was it
1: some like one of the one of, the one of our friends or whatever, yeah. or somebody? Okay. Yeah,
0: and um, we would go to this place. It was the first time we would come in. We we had to fill out all this paperwork, and then they take us to like everyone had went into their own little booth. And they would give us like these little shot glasses full of like the first the first thing we were tasting was Smirnoff Ice that didn't exist yet yeah it was um, there. so we actually tasted you know six or eight different types of flavors and we narrowed it down and picked from best to worst oh man and uh, then they would narrow it down and we kept going back and the eight went down to four went down the two until they had the flavor they wanted wow and. Once they had the flavor they wanted, they had a day where they had, like, they set up a fake bar inside, um, you know, this office building. And you would go in, you would be in an office building, and you go through these double doors, uh, and there's a pool table, there's a bar, there's music, and there's everyone I went to college with is in there... Drinking—that's you know? amazing. So, you
1: know, I remember you telling me about this, yeah. and I never actually went. Yeah, it was, and amazing. I always wanted to. Obviously, and
0: the uh, they used to give you like five dollars of like Monopoly money, um, and they say drink as much as you feel comfortable drinking, and
1: bunch of college kids. So,
0: but the it let them know how much how much you can drink until you actually like felt ill, right? Because these were sweet drinks. They were they were taking our demographic to actually. Um, see what we would buy for right. the girls that were with us to go to parties with. Gotcha. Right. So what, whatever we think that they would like. Right. They wanted us to. Right, right, to right. They wanted our opinions on it. Um, and that's yes, awesome. So, that, so we that's did, like the best job you do. Yeah. So we did that, and then the second round was Captain Morgan's Gold. That I remember. Which was I remember the Captain. I feel Morgan. like I was you know one for two because Captain Morgan's Gold, same kind of situation. We picked the one we wanted, then we had a um, like a fake bar night and we're taking I think we all made it to like you know bottle number two and we all felt so ill and um, that should have let them know that like it was too sweet it was actually giving you a stomach ache yeah, yeah. and they shouldn't go to market with this product right. and they did and they failed <laughs> uh, but there were at certain times where I, it was like baby gap oh so when I went to taste you'd be in and out in 20 minutes 75 dollars if you were into the bar thing, it was like an hour. It's one hundred fifty bucks.
1: One hundred fifty bucks, and you get to drink as much as you want. Yeah. Oh um, my god.
0: Oh, you get to drink as much as like like five, you could have.
1: Hand- yeah. Right. So you get like f- shots or
0: no? They just gave you bottles.
1: So you get a whole bottle of Captain More. Cap- yeah, you get up to five. Oh my god. So why didn't I ever do this? I don't know. You were asked. I know. I don't know what happened. Um, <laughs> you. I wasn't. I remember yeah. you mentioning.
0: Yeah. Uh, so. There were certain days where there was a conflict between, oh, you know, I have to work at Baby Gap today and make a, a total of, like, you know, 50 bucks and then right. get taxed on it. Right. Or I can like, go – Like, do I go get $150? Yeah. Or, or, like, go and work get, for 15 minutes and get $75 And get cash. drunk. Not even, <laughs> or like – buzzed. Yeah. I, I, you know, like when – the taste testing was such a small amount that in the end it would have equaled maybe, like, Half a cup, right? So there. you're not drinking. No, it but was, still. it was only really those days where it was like, like bar the, night, right? You, they would pay the driver. Um, so I would call in sick. I only work two days a week. And it would be like Tuesday. I'd be like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. I'm not coming in. I think that was
1: probably the reason why I didn't do it because I had the job at the bookstore.
0: Yeah, you know. And how did you like that one? Well, that,
1: I mean, I'll touch on it. Yeah, but I mean, that place was like. Do you ever see the? What's that movie? Empire Records? Yeah. That's what it was like. (laughs) Working at the Purchase College Bookstore was like working, being in the movie Empire Records. And everybody you worked with was friends of yours. And there was like, except on Empire, well, the owner in Empire Records, if you remember the movie, was like a real, like, not a cool guy. Mm -hmm. For us, it wasn't the owner, it was the manager. It was a woman, and I could literally talk about her for the next hour. Because she was almost like a character of a real person. Uh, a character, like somebody on a, in a cartoon that you would say to yourself, Wow, who thought of this? Like, that's what working at that place was. So I did work at the Purchase Girls Bookstore, which was technically a national book chain, but it really wasn't, um, company. And um, it was an experience, my friend. Uh, I took a lot from it. I had a lot of fun. Um, when I say I took a lot, I got a lot, I earned a lot, like meaning like it was just so much fun mm-hmm. working with your friends. We had a whole bunch of us that we were friends with that may or may not be listening to this podcast that worked with us. Um, we had a really funny time, and I really didn't care. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, it was a, at a point in my life where I really, really didn't care. I did my work in school. I got by. I did fairly well. Um, And I just did whatever I wanted. And my job was working at the Purchase College bookstore. So um, I think we could probably build on that at some point and do a podcast on it. Yeah. We knew enough people that worked there. Yes. And we could, if we could, the amazing thing is if we can get a handful of them in on that Mm -hmm. just to talk about it, it would be. Like like a great thing because we had so much fun and it was so like ridiculous, um. But yeah, that's what I did in when I we went to school and um, uh. It was it was a cool it was a cool gig and I used to work behind like the register, and uh, one thing that I learned from that was that I got to meet basically. Like ninety percent of the campus, because mm-hmm. they used to come in. Because what it was a bookstore, but it was a, they we sold toiletries. Yeah. So we sold the books that yeah, everybody had to buy, and then we also sold toiletries. We sold cigarettes. <laughs> we sold we sold coffee and tea. So people would come in. You know, it was right next to the library and right in the center of the, the school. So uh, the of the mall. So we would come. People would come in, and you got to see everybody. And and me as as a person the person I am is I like to talk to people I like to you know meet people and stuff so for me it was just like you know the more the merrier like yeah. hey let's have some fun so it was a lot of fun and um, it was uh, a very interesting time that's all I could say about that because I I don't want to spoil some of the fun that we had yeah so
0: yeah well, thanks for coming by hey and man talking thanks about me. strange teenage yes, jobs yes yes
1: yeah it was it was a good time man.
0: All right, see you soon. Later.